Welcome to the Mommy Yo Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Labar. This podcast is built by and for mothers who are also entrepreneurs and working moms. In this space, we celebrate the women breaking generational curses and raising tiny humans, all while building businesses and making homes. No matter how you became a mom or what part of your business you find yourself in, you belong here. Welcome back to the Mommyo Podcast. Joining me today is Nicole Grinnell. She is a two times business owner, uh, founder of Miked Up Booking, based on her firsthand experience of the transformative power of podcasting. With a family history steeped in entrepreneurship, she's embraced the spirit of enterprise early on. In 2017, she founded Boson Solutions, kickstarting her own entrepreneurial journey. So thank you so much for joining us today, Nicole. Feel free to use this moment to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, about kind of your inspirations in entrepreneurship, and a little bit about your journey into motherhood. Oh, well, thank you first and foremost for having me. I'm very excited. Love the podcast name. Love that. So thank you. Um, excited to be here. But yeah, I've, you know, been doing my entrepreneurial journey, which I would tell you I fell backwards into, was never part of the grand plan. Um, and funny enough, kind of came out of this need to balance motherhood, even yeah. though being an entrepreneur and balancing motherhood sound contradictory, but it really was in a way that I needed to have a schedule that I could be available for my family and my children. And so that's how I kind of fell into it, so to speak. So been a wild ride, still figuring out a lot of things, not perfecting everything, but have certainly learned a lot um, and have very patient and understanding family members as well, which I think we all need. Yes. Um, this journey. <laughs> it is a requirement. <laughs> it is a requirement. Friends, family, and anyone in our sphere um, need to be in that good patient and understanding. And, and we need to be appreciative of it because it's a right. lot to, to be involved right. with our worlds. Yeah. Trust, trust the chaos. <laughs> Thank you for exactly. your grace. I say that a lot. Thank you exactly. for your grace. I think something you said is, is really meaningful and powerful and something that I am constantly reminding myself and the people that I've mentored is it's a constant adjustment you don't ever show up. I think as you, the longer you're an entrepreneur, the more experience you have in making shifts and changing what needs to be changed. But that's also what I feel like is the beauty of it because we get to make those decisions instead of having to go through hoops (laughs) to try to get those things changed on our behalf. Absolutely. I mean, you, I think you've got to be nimble and be able to change and not be set in your ways. I don't, I don't know a successful entrepreneur that isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really kind of is a criteria for, because it is ever growing and your services are ever changing and your clients needs are changing and um, your team members and all and life changes and there's different stages. And so it's a lot of go with the flow and figure it out um, and just be willing to do so. Right. Right. And I, I think I've had this conversation in the past couple of weeks. I I feel like there is this pressure or expectation for us to like know exactly what we need to do and do it all seamlessly. And I feel like it's the exact opposite. It's really just being able to jump and make whatever shifts need to be made to make it work. 
Um, so I, I do want you to talk a little bit about that. Cause I know even with recording the podcast today, you had mom duties up until the moment that you had to record. Right. So <laughs> how do you manage that delicate balance between being a business owner, being someone's boss and being a mother? Yeah. So I think, you know, I've always kind of looked at it as there are just different stages and abilities of what you're going to be able to really at every stage of life. Right. And so, but specifically for our, our conversation today about being a mother, you know, even 2017, which my children were, you know, 10, 11 ish at that time, um, that required a lot more of me than even the time commitment that I have now. They're 17, 16 years old. They're driving themselves to school. I mean, it's a different level. So I think kind of giving yourself grace on what you can take on in different stages of that. I mean, I'm now one to two years away of being an empty nester. That is going to look very different than when yeah. I started in 2017. And so um, for me, my plan, so to speak, has always been to just really focus on what the priority is, which for me was my children and my family mm-hmm. and everything decision-making, whether it's um, how fast we're going to grow, how many team members we're going to bring on different initiatives I'm going to take. Can I still make sure that my priorities are intact? And that's where that change has happened. You know, I'm able to take on a lot more now than I did when I was still dealing with little kids. And yeah. so just kind of give your grace that time will come. Um, money is always my kids are have. one and two. So yeah, so you're in the thick of it, ago. right? Yeah. And that's a very different stage than where I'm at right now. And so just know that money opportunities are always going to be there with hard work, but Mm -hmm. this is a short window of time that you have with your children and really being present for that. For me, it was just very crucial. Right. And that's what led me to starting my business. I mean, I got married and had my first child in the midst of the height of the pandemic. So who was I going to go work for? You know, I'm I'm not coming back to the office. No, thank you. Because not only do I have to go be around other people, but I have to try to figure (laughs) out how to mother around all of this. And, you know, daycare's closing every three days and all of that. It just wasn't feasible for me and what I wanted for my motherhood. So I, I really think just what you said, like the, and that's where I started these years are going to fly by. My daughter's almost three and I can't even wrap my head around that. And so I made a promise to myself. I want to be around. I want to be unable to miss a moment, you know? Um, and, and that's what I've been able to do. And I'm so grateful that I'm in a position to do that. And entrepreneurship has allowed me the flexibility to do that. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about some of the strategies and tips that you would share with other entrepreneurs, um, especially mothers that are looking to find that balance in whatever area of that spectrum that they're in. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it really is just, I think as entrepreneurs, especially when you start out, you want to just take on the world, right? You see Mm -hmm. this opportunity, you feel like you have a great product, service, whatever it is, and, and you just can't wait to get it to everybody. And believe me when I say I understand that pain, but really understanding, you know, what you are able to take on. Um, and that may look different, not only just what you're able to take on, or maybe it's a place that right now we need to bring in team members more quickly because I, I can't work 80 hours a week. Right. right. And so being willing to learn to delegate, 
to ask for help, lean on your friends and family in that space. But ultimately, I think the biggest thing is really sitting down with your family, your partner, your spouse, and your children, and, and really understanding like what are priorities for our family, and let's make sure that I'm staying in that lane of whatever that looks like and defining that. So it could be as simple as I want, you know, for me, I want to make sure that I am taking my kids to school and I am there when they get off the bus. That's just very priority me. What I do in between school hours, they have no idea, but all they know <laughs> is mom is there in the morning and she is there when I'm home. Um, and that's the space that I need to be in. So it could be as simple as that. And then just knowing those opportunities will come and you'll look up every year and go, okay, we've got some more time or I've added a team member and now I have some more space. So what's a new project I can take on? Um, but you're constantly reevaluating that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Um, I'd love for you to dig a little deeper on something that you talked about, which is delegating. I know that is a huge thing. I've had people come to me and they're like, yeah, I want to delegate, but I don't know how to even start that process or how do I afford it? I, I'm a one person team. What does that look like? If, you know, if someone's listening and they have never started that process, what does that look like for them? Yeah, well, it's funny because that's, you know, Boson, which is my staffing company, that's really what the model was based off of was um, not obviously just on mothers, but business owners that were like, okay, I don't know how to delegate. I'm certainly not to the place of wanting to bring in a full-time employee, or maybe I don't want to get in the employee game at all, right. but I've got to be able to have some work to get done. And so our model was really based off of saying, okay, minimum of five hours a week, which is break it down as an hour a day you can start to begin to get some of those things off your plate. So things we see typically are bookkeeping, social media, maybe bring in an admin, maybe somebody to help with your sales. And so you're able to kind of start to dip your toe into that delegating process without bringing someone in. And now all of a sudden, hold on a second, I'm a leader, I'm a delegator, I'm a trainer. And there's this huge burden that comes with all of that, that not everybody is at, um, especially in those initial stages. So we kind of designed it to, allow people and we help our clients with that delegation process because we certainly understand it. But for me personally, I love to delegate. If I can find somebody that can do it better, faster than I can exactly all day, take that from my plate so I can do something that I am better and faster at. Um, and so once you kind of get in that mindset and go, wow, I don't have to think about this and this is just running and look at the value it's bringing and all of that. Um, it starts to click and then you never look back. <laughs> right. And I feel like that's how we serve our people. Well, Yes, I serve my clients better when I let go of the things that are not worth what they're paying me hourly <laughs> yes. and do it faster, cheaper, and more efficiently so that I can focus on the things that they are truly paying me for. So yeah. I think when I started to outsource things, I was able to free up myself, mm -hmm. which allowed me to do less better mm -hmm. and be able to give my clients a, a, a product that was well worth what they are paying for. And I think ultimately that's the goal. Yeah. I mean, most entrepreneurs did not sign up to start a business to then handle all the back office responsibility, right? right? Like I am not an accountant. I am not a marketing manager. I am not a lot of things, but what I do bring to the table is this. And this is where I want to double down and spend my energy on. And these people can do this better, faster, cheaper, all the things like you mentioned, and I'm going to be better because I am not pulled every which way 
Um, and really what we see most of the time is things are just falling to the wayside, right? There, there's mm -hmm. no, there's not enough time to get everything done. And so we work with our clients through that. So yeah, delegation is key. Yeah. And I think that's something I, thankfully I was able to get an MBA and in that process, you know, I paid an extensive amount of money to learn that <laughs> mm -hmm. basically yeah. an MBA is here's all the things that you have to be able to do when running a business, but you need to know the bare minimum so you can pay somebody else to do it. Mm -hmm. And that, I feel like that is business ownership in a nutshell. Know enough about what's going on in the back end of your business to know if somebody else is doing it well mm -hmm. so that you can focus on the reason you started the business to begin with. Absolutely, yeah. And there's a time and a place for the where you're running all 20 hats, right? But if you really are going to take that next step, there's no way to do that without a team by your side and learning to delegate. Right, right. Well, I, I'm very curious because you talked about, you know, you're you're stepping up on empty nesting um, era, which, by the way, you look amazing. And oh, I would have sweet. never guessed you're about to be uh, an empty nester. I'm thinking you you were going to tell me like your kids are five and six, you know? Oh, heavens. Um, <laughs> So what's next for you? Like, what does that next stage look like for you as an empty nester? What are you excited about? So I'm really excited because I've, we've now been with my one company, Boson, for about eight years now. And we're really to the place that I've got an amazing team that honestly has been with me since the beginning. So I feel very, very fortunate in that. And I'm starting to be able to step out even further um, and begin more creative projects. So we started Miked Up um, a couple of years ago, which was awesome because we'd actually been doing that within Boston for our clients. And so it was awesome to do that and about ready to launch a third business, which is going to be an app. And so I'm really kind of in that awesome creative space that I always hope to get to. I love to start business. Um, I love to find amazing talent and plug them in to get a business to grow. So that's really kind of a goal of mine is to be less in the day-to-day -day and more in that creative and um, creating more opportunities and more ways to serve potential clients. Love that. Um, so talk a little bit more about Mike Up, if you would. So yeah. where did this idea come from? I know you said you were kind of doing some of that work with Bosin, um, but tell us a little bit more about Mike Up. Mike Up is like a total passion project for me because I just get really excited about things that I know work really well. And mic'd up is one of those things. And we had a client, literally probably one of our first clients with Bosun eight years ago said, you know, could you get me on a podcast? And of course, at that stage of business, you were like, of course I can. And <laughs> we figured it out. And eight years ago, it was a very different space. And so we, I feel like we've kind of grown up with podcasts. And so we have a lot of relationships um, that were beginning very early on and and we were very successful and occasionally when we would hear that people were looking for marketing efforts and they didn't really know how to get exposure we would kind of be like well we have this thing and we get people on podcasts and it just it really really worked and so long story short a couple of years ago I was like you know this just doesn't belong in staffing it doesn't make sense people don't know we do it and so we launched Mic'd Up my daughter actually thought of the name uh, we were driving up to Thanksgiving and she thought of the name we bought the domain, came home and was like, all right, we started a new business. Again, brought in talent. Um, Jenny started with me as soon as I started the company um, and she's been running it ever since. And so it's just an awesome way 
for a very nominal price point, I think our, our current pricing is $3.99 a month to have awesome exposure and really start building your network. That's what podcasting is. So yeah. you and I would have never met and right. <laughs> we were able to continue our relationship and feed off of what each other does for clients and be able to send referrals. And so it just, to me was a no brainer. And so it's been a really cool company. And like I said, just kind of a passion project of mine, because I love seeing um, everyone's growth and seeing them on podcasts. Yeah. This speaks directly into one of my favorite things about entrepreneurship is that it puts us in situations. It puts us in rooms that we may not have ever been in. And so if it had not been for the work that you're doing with Bosun, you might not have stumbled upon this passion project for you. And so I see that a lot. I see even for myself, what I started my business is completely different than what it was when I got the LLC in 2015, right? It's completely different because I'm becoming a different person as time goes on. When I had kids, that created a shift in the way I work and what I wanted to do. And so I have that freedom to say, okay, well, I get to call the shots here. I can just switch up what I'm offering. I can switch up my services. <laughs> I can outsource the things that I do not yeah. want to do. Like I, I love that part of entrepreneurship because it gets to grow. My business gets to grow and change with me. And I think that was the biggest part of when I worked for a company, when I worked my eight to five job, I felt like I was in a box and I was only flexing a small part of what I have the capability to do. But stepping into entrepreneurship, I get to do all the things that I love to do. Yeah. And that it's like a lot of responsibility, but also very freeing that you're able to do that. And I would also add, like, surround yourself with a team that is willing to do that. I've, I've had right. team members that are more like, this is the box. This is how we fit in. And I'm like, honey, just throw the box away. We do not go. We don't boxes. do boxes like, here. We don't do boxes here, you know? And so when you have a team that will roll with that and um, poke holes in your ideas and give you suggestions, and it just makes everybody that much more of a powerhouse. So it is, it's a very cool feeling. Right, right. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing about Miked Up. We will definitely feature more information about it in the show notes so people can kind yeah. of look up. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up a little bit and ask you a little bit about what it was like starting your first business. I think you said you were a mother at that time when you started your business. So what did that feel like? What did that look like? What was the thing that made you say, I'm just gonna do it? Talk to us about that. Yeah. Well, like I said, at the top of it, I kind of fell backwards into it. I Mm -hmm. had been um, an executive assistant and at the time about eight years ago, virtual assistant was really a buzzword. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my executive that I had was very flexible with me. Let me have my summers off at home. He was super flexible with my schedule and he retired. And so I was kind of like, well, I'm never going to get that gig again. So let me be a virtual assistant. And within about two to three weeks, I had so many referrals for business owners and people that needed help. I realized like, okay, this also is a need for business owners. Not only is the workforce in a place that they would like to be working fractionally and remote, but the business side is really demanding it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of flipped the model. I got out of being a virtual assistant, 
the first year was truly like calling all friends and family based on their expertise and being like, you were an accountant, you used to do marketing. And we really just kind of developed a system to find talent for these business owners that needed to outsource. And then finding that remote workforce that wanted to work in a fractional space and really merging those and supporting those relationships. So um, I did not set out to like start a business. I thought that I would just be my own business. Um, but now, I mean, looking back, I, I see all the steps and the, the process that led me to where I am today. And I'm so thankful for it. I love that. I love that so much. And I, I see that same vein. It's like, whether you fell into it, whether you stepped into yeah. it, it has such a unique way of bringing together all of your strengths, all of the things that you have been doing can be used in so many different ways in business. But I definitely think it takes the right type of person. Not just anybody can do what you did and build a thriving business off of that. And I, I definitely say, you know, in 2023, we're about to be 2024 there are so many people that are like, I'm just going to start my own business. But as simple as it is, it is not easy. It is not for everyone. I definitely, <laughs> we still need people who just show up and clock in and clock out. <laughs> like, yeah. There is definitely, so I, I definitely caution people a lot to say, make sure you're, you're, this is the right path for you because it is something that takes over. And it can easily take over a lot of your life. And you have to be willing to set clear boundaries. You have to be willing to do the hard things, but that make that freedom so worth it. Yeah. I mean, I think you got to have, you know, um, real thick skin. Mm -hmm. You got to have a lot of grit and tenacity. And um, if you're easily offended, this is not for you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just can't care about people, just, what they yeah. think anyway. <laughs> um, so that that's first and foremost. Um, and then you have to have such a passion for what you're doing that it mm -hmm. overcomes all the stress, pain, headache, heartache, all the things, because there will be those days and you just have to really push through and see the end goal. Um, so yeah, it's not for everybody, but it's just like every position, right? Like we need leaders. We need people right. that are in an organizational space. We need people in a sales space. So none is better or worse than the other, but it is a different skill sets. It's a different responsibility. Um, and it is a different, you know, I was telling somebody recently, um, she actually started her own business too. And we are in a mutual friend group. And she said, you know, like when I see, um, in our, our group chain, our group chain, you know, the text chain, she's like, I'll see people say, oh, I'm going on vacation. I've got PTO. And I think, wow, what would that be like to just go on vacation? <laughs> and I thought, yeah, it's a different level, right? So yeah. we have a freedom, but we're also kind of always on call and yeah. we can't just say, Hey, I'm on vacation, handle it. No, the buck stops with you on all fronts. So right pros and cons with everything in life definitely yeah I I went on my first like real vacation this year and it was like oh this is different <laughs> yeah this is really different <laughs> yeah it's very it's like 
I actually last year, so we were seven years in, I took two weeks off. We went with our family to Montana and it was so amazing, but that took me seven years to get there. So just be fully unplugged um, and have my team handling everything. So it's definitely not a a PTO request and unplug. Yeah. Right. You kind of still have to have either great systems built in Mm -hmm. to cover for you or you gonna have to be on on call like you said Um, yeah but yeah I I think again just like with any other job it's just knowing what those not restrictions but roadblocks are Mm -hmm. um and setting up systems to help you get through it and and the longer you've been doing it the the more you learn um about yourself um the more you learn about what you need and and you can make that happen yeah Um, So one of the things I always ask everyone um, is to share a piece of advice or wisdom with any other mothers listening today. Um, So I know I kind of already said this, but I would say, you know, just truly, and I know this word is a little bit overused, but just truly remember that everything is a season and just when you are truly focused on that priority and that time and that season with your children, with your own motherhood of your children, um, you know, you will get to my stage and not have any regrets with where you were and did you show up and were you present? And it's the last thing you want to do is be one year away from kids leaving and being like, Oh, I wish that I had taken the time. And I don't feel that way. And it's for sure come at a sacrifice. I'm sure for my own business, I think we could have grown a lot quicker if I had really not had that as my priority, but money will come, opportunities will come. Um, It's not worth sacrificing that one small window of time that you have at each stage of motherhood. Yes, I I love that. Thank you. And I'm going to like listen to that in my head on replay. (laughs) And it's hard because when they're little, that time almost seems forever, right? Right. Like it's imagine them leaving the house when they're one and three but the reality is you will look up and that time will have doubled and so being very Mm -hmm. intentional on you being present is you'll never regret that right and it already feels like it's flying by so I I know that it's like okay I'm doing what I told myself I would do and I'm happy because I haven't missed any milestones I haven't missed any small moments and there are days where I'm like I would like to miss something yeah (laughs) A break is still needed. A break is still needed, but yes. Yes. But even, and I do that. I still take my breaks. I do staycations. I do one of the things I told my husband, I said on Mother's Day every year, I don't want to be around my children. (laughs) That is my gift. It's becoming more and more common. Yes. Yes. Um, Take (laughs) your kids. (laughs) Yes. And let me rest from being a mother. Yes. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I think I'm grateful to be a new mom in this season, in this timeline, because there are so many voices out there showing Mm -hmm. me how to do it in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, So I love that for me. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's hearing from women in your stage, just reiterating that keeps me going and keeps me where I am. Um, because I do have those moments where I question and I'm like, is this enough? Like, should I be doing more in my business? I know I could scale, but also if I can scale now, I can scale in two years, you know? 
Yeah, um, exactly. So that's why I have just been telling myself, like, this is truly, I've been calling it my bare minimum era. Um, <laughs> I'm doing a lot, but I'm doing enough. Yeah. And I don't want to look back in 16 years and say, I should not have done that at that moment because yeah. I missed year two of Yuri's life. And, you know, so I appreciate that. You spoke directly to me. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad and soak it up. Those were sweet, sweet times and sweet moments for sure. And yeah. um, like I said, you, you'll never regret being present for them. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much. Please share how our listeners can connect with you. Um, and I will also in- send that information or add that information in our show notes. Absolutely. So if you are in that camp of looking to delegate and maybe you want to get some things off your plate as a mother, even down to personal assisting, we do a lot of that as well. Um, Bosun is our company. So it's B-O-S-U-N solutions.com. Um, and if you are looking to expand in that space and looking to, you know, do things like I'm getting to do today with Chelsea, um, it's miked up M-I-C-D up booking.com. Um, and it's a great way to really expand your network and meet some awesome individuals. I, I have yet to have a host that we just don't have something in common or something to share. Yeah. So appreciate your time today. Absolutely. And I think that's the joy of podcasting. I'm so glad that I did this and created this podcast because I was in, a, as I was in the thick of it with my first child, I was like, nobody is doing what I'm doing. I'm so lonely. Like nobody gets it. You know, I feel like I'm in this space of, I'm not a stay at home mom and I'm not a working mom. Like those are two very specific identities that I don't align with. And so when I started mommy, O, I was like, where are the other moms with babies literally on their hips? as they're doing work, like those, that's what I'm doing, you know? Um, so I feel like I've seen that happen for so many, with whether you're a mom, um, whatever your niche is, when you create the thing that you wish you saw, it gathers your people and it brings you people who have been doing it that you may not have otherwise been in contact with. So I'm so happy that through mic'd up, we were connected. Um, And I applaud the work that you do. You're amazing. Um, And now I'm glad that we have this connection. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. I'm excited to have had this time with you and your listeners. Thank you so much. That's all for today's episode of Mommy O. Thank you for tuning in and joining on this journey of motherhood and entrepreneurship. I hope that this conversation has inspired and empowered you. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Mamio on your favorite platform. It's really helpful for the podcast to reach more listeners and spread this needed message. Until next time, stay focused, stay motivated, and keep chasing your dreams. This is Chelsea signing off with a reminder that you are loved, you are chosen, and you matter. Audio Podcast Network.